Hello and welcome to the show. I'm Martin Willis, your host, and we have a great one for you this evening. We have Dean Alioto is joining. He filled in so graciously uh, when I was out sick, and uh, I'm really uh, glad that we'll be having a discussion tonight. We're going to be talking a lot about the uh, legislation that was signed uh, recently and what that means. Um, and uh, we will accept your questions as uh, we go along. If you're in the chat room, please put your questions in chat. Uh, you're all caps, so I catch them. And let's see, for the blog this week, Charles Lear wrote a really great blog. It's called The National Inquirer, the National Inquirer UFO Blue Ribbon Panel. Now, I hadn't realized this. I always think of the Inquirer as being, you know, a tabloid. Um, but they actually had a like what they called a, a blue ribbon panel. J. Allen Hynek, Leo Sprinkle, and several other people were involved in that. And they did take UFO investigations very seriously at one time. And again, which I never knew. There is a some type of CIA connection there too. Uh, well, it's interesting. So check out that blog on our website, which is podcastufo.com. You can also see, you can support the show for only $2 or more a month. And uh, that would be would be very grateful for any uh, support you can give. And uh, I do appreciate every listener, and I want to wish everyone a happy and healthy 2023. And with that, I'm going to bring in my guest, Dean. Welcome. Welcome back. Thank you, Martin. Great to be back, and uh, great to be on your wonderful show with your wonderful listeners. And Yes, that's and right. If you're not a listener, if you're if you're watching it, what are you? Are you a visuals? No. A visualer. Yeah. <laughs> a visualer. Yeah. 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 But anyway, I I still want to I want to thank you again for filling in for me for those several weeks. And uh, a lot of people were asking, when's Dean coming back? So here you are. And uh, a, a lot of people really enjoyed uh, and thought you did a wonderful job. A lot of great feedback. And uh, well, as, as much fun as I had, it was uh, even more fun to see you back and uh, crushing it. And uh, again, um, it's always, always fun, always fun. Yeah. Hanging with yeah. you. So looking forward yeah. to it. That's great. Thank you. So uh, let's see. So we had some things signed uh, by uh, Biden recently. And in that there was some legislation and uh, you made a good point um, that it's not really the task force. What do you, what do you, um, it's back to the Pentagon, which is, kind of puzzling. Um, how do you think the whole thing is going to uh, turn out? What did you get out of the whole situation? Um, let's see. There's the the unadulterated response. Then there's the politically correct response. We're <laughs> going to go with the unadulterated response. Okay. Uh, sounds like a, you know, sounds like a clusterfuck. Um, <laughs> to be honest, the problem here is that you have the DOD policing themselves again, and that's worked great uh, when. And so it it feels like, you know, they're, they've got the whistleblower thing, which is kind of weird. Is it a whistleblower? Is it just reporting what you see? It should no longer be called whistleblowing. It should be you have this, you know, this opportunity to come forth and say this and, and, and report it. But you're not going to be able to report it directly to the UAP task force which is the, you know, the, the, um, uh, the Congress's, you know, um, direct link to the government and what's going on uh, force. 
it, it doesn't. It's it's segregated. So when you have if you're and again, this this legislation really refers to only two two kinds of people. There are the people who are in the military and then there are the uh, contractors that work with the military. So those are the two people that they're mentioned that that get a partake in this um, reporting, if you will. So, again, it's not going to um, the uh, UAP task force. It's going to Arrow. And so and what they do with it is up to them. So how do we get that information? Now, the UAP task force already had behind closed doors, were they able to say to the congressmen and women, this is what is going on. Here's stuff that we're worried about. Here's stuff that we want to keep, you know, uh, keep off record because we feel like it could, you know, interfere with what we're doing or technology we're working on, et cetera. So it really feels like to me that, you know, they're saying, well, we're going to continue what we're doing. But the wording, the only difference here really is that I guess, and it's good, is that you're not going to maybe lose your job or you're not going to be threatened with being reassigned. That can't be discounted. That's huge. So, mm -hmm. you know, my hat's off for that. That to me is the biggest win here, to be honest, um, because it's not saying that there's going to be some transparent, um, uh, you know, a uh, pipeline going directly to Congress, which will feed to us. So for all of us that want more information and, and want all of that, you know, out there, um, I, I feel like we're still being filtered heavily. Um, now, now, this does not preclude people from all over the world who are not in the military and who are not contractors of the military from reporting what they say. But again, it has so much more gravitas. You know, you look at James Fox's, you know, great documentary, The Phenomenon, and it really focuses on, on the government cases. And there's a reason for that. You know, media and the perception of the phenomenon gets really, um, uh, well, it's, it's, it, the credibility factor shoots up when you have people that are, you know, uh, looking at this phenomenon up close and personal who, especially if in the Air Force or Navy or, or all the different branches that have their, their air and underwater, um, uh, you know, forces are witnessing this. And so, um, yeah, so that's kind of my initial take, if you will. And sorry for dropping the F-bomb, but that's going to happen. I know this is a uh, safe for work <laughs> podcast. Yeah. I'm going to have to do the NS, whatever <laughs> they, they call it, not safe for work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, so anyway, the, the AARO stands for All Domain Anomaly Resolution Office. And when it means all domain, it, it does mean all domain, whether it's air, sea, uh, you know, underwater, uh, land. Um, but it, but anyway, uh, so I feel like it has, you know, at this point it has, uh, I, I think maybe what you're, you're saying, uh, makes a lot of sense. Like, here we go again, you know, that type of thing. Like we're not, uh, we're not going to be learning anything. It sounds like it's very possible that we won't be learning anything. Whereas we had hope as this was going to be a very transparent thing. Uh, and now it seems like it may not, uh, at this point. Yeah. The timing is a little, again, a little strange, you know, we've got the UAP task force and all of a sudden they've got their task force. And so it's, you know, and who's going to have more gravitas, you know, is it, is it going to be, the UAP task force, or is it going to be Arrow? You know, and then we've got NASA that has their own program now, mm -hmm. 
uh, that will spend not a hundred thousand, but up to a hundred thousand. I know, which is <laughs> quite uh, minimal, if you ask me. Yeah. So, so uh, I want to want to read uh, some of these things that uh, let's see. Chris Mellon pointed out. Let me let me see if I can present this um, as a uh, share and pull that up. Let's see. Um, okay. So Chris Mellon uh, basically pointed out these articles. Let me just put it up here. And um, that is, uh, I'll just go through these, these numbered things real quickly. And what he's saying, I, I don't need to read every single thing, but number one, this is uh, in what he was uh, talking about what was signed in. Number one, proves provides greatly enhanced authorities and resources for the All Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, AARO, which now reports directly to the leaders of the Defense Department and the intelligence community. The organization's usual name is intended to clarify that its purview extends to anomalous objects regardless of their location, i.e. land, air, undersea, or space. Number two, mandates a review of intelligence, of all intelligence documents involving UAP from 1945 to present, which I think is great because, you know, prior to this, they had only wanted to look um, from 2004, I believe it was, forward. So because then their, their argument for that was that the data was, you know, outdated and not as good as, uh, you know, modern technology um, in the past. But if they really truly do look back, they're going to find all kinds of things um, that that uh, had happened over the years that absolutely make no sense for uh, any of our technology um, that existed at the time and even now. So, you know, there were things that were clocked at many thousands of miles an hour back in the 1960s. So there's no explanation for that. If we had that type of technology, then it certainly would be out by now. Uh, okay, number three requires DOD, DHS, and the IC to identify any non-disclosure agreements related, related to UAP and provide those to the um, AARO office. Number four directs the new AARO office to develop a UAP science plan to assess the sometimes mysterious and mind-bending capabilities being reported as well as a collection plan to leverage America's vast technology intelligence apparatus to determine where these objects are coming from and their capabilities as well as intent. The aggressive UAP investigation using America's unparalleled intelligence capabilities is, this is in uh, Chris Mellon's words, is what I had hoped to accomplish when he brought the famous DOD UAP videos, Gimbal and the Fleur, uh, he talks about um, how that broke back on uh, back in December uh, 2017. Number five, this is uh, the important one that you were talking about, provides a secure process for anyone who has signed an official U.S. government secrecy agreement related to UAP to come forward and reveal that information to AARO and to Congress. So to Congress, that's the good point right there. Regardless of the level of classification without fear of retribution or prosecution. This provision is intended to determine the veracity of the longstanding allegations, indicating that the U.S. government has recovered extraterrestrial 
technology and perhaps even extraterrestrial beings. The alleged UAP crash in 1947 near Roswell, New Mexico, uh, Trinity, and blah, blah, blah. So anyway, that's just it. kind of some really good points that uh, Chris Mellon uh, had pointed out. Um, I don't know that you can directly go to Congress. That doesn't sound right that these uh, people who witness this stuff can go to Congress. Who are you going to go to Congress? Because Congress doesn't have a task force. The UAP task force is a separate entity that's that's working with Congress. So I don't I don't know that you can go to Maybe a Congress just, man. Just a little mix of wording there, perhaps. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So again, what that means to me is um, is um, sorry. I'm I'm very distracted right now because of um, what Jenkins. Uh, at the Wall Street Times um, wrote. Oh, yes. Uh, yes. Isn't that something? So you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Well, let's we'll finish this. But but yeah. um, I'm just saying that's kind of what's because I'm, I'm separating the two and and going, OK, well, this has been signed finally. Um, and we'll see what happens because there's every potential that nothing may happen. You know, it might just mm -hmm. kind of you know, it might, it might become something that, that kind of fades without, you know, uh, the press checking in and hounding them and going, Hey, what's going on here. And if the press is all of a sudden going in a different direction, for whatever reason, we can talk about possible reasons for that. Um, that doesn't happen, you know, because right. again, I mean, there's, you know, we've got 18 months, I guess it is that they've got to report what's going on. Um, but even now, the UAP task force is is late. There was a report that was supposed to come out last Halloween. Still hasn't That's come. That's correct. Out. Yes, and 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 we heard little bits and pieces of it, but never, you know, it didn't really. Uh, nothing really showed up. Yeah. So I'm I'm very you know don't take this uh, wrong. I'm not saying that that this whole thing is uh, smoke and mirrors, but I'm saying that. This isn't, um, there's nothing really to kind of celebrate yet. We can kind of, um, you know, we can pull out the cigars, but we can't light them yet, I guess is what I'm saying. <laughs> Here is the, the National Defense Authorization Act of 2023. This is right from the government's website. And, you know, it goes on and on on a breakdown. And, uh, but, you know, you try to search for the UAP through there and it becomes very difficult. And um, you have to you have to look at these other things. Let me pull some things up. You have to go to section sixteen seventy three A four B, and um, yeah, you got to do some digging in order to really yeah you know pull that in. Yep, and I I did up uh, I pulled up some a couple of uh, PDFs. Um, let's see which one that that. Uh, I'm not even sure if this is showing right now. I can't see. Oh, there it is. Yep. Okay. Um, but anyway, um, I will have all these into uh, linked in the show show notes. But I think I had that, that in the section where it talks about UAP uh, when it first came up. Here it is right here. Section 1673, Unidentified Anomalous Phenomenon Reporting Procedures, where it goes through all that. I mean, just to see this in any type of legislation is pretty... Uh, you know, pretty amazing, really. It is. Yeah. But but where where are we going to be back to 
to ground zero again? <laughs> is, that, is that what you're, you know, I mean, here's the thing. You just talked about the media. And I, I've said this before. We have a very ephemeral society. You hardly ever hear about things like the war and, you know, or anything. You know, it, it just, it's a flash in the pan and then move on to the next whatever it is. So um, I, th I, I think if the media is not hounding for information and I, you know, in some ways I'm thinking that the whole thing could just quiet down and maybe we won't hear, unless we are the agitators, um, nothing's going to be really brought up. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, again, right now I'm looking at, you know, speaking of the press and, and uh, we've got Jenkins, you know, article. Oh yes. Com coming out and, and th the title of which is so condescending the UF UFO bubble goes pop. That's right. Um, yeah, I saw that. I, I'm not, I'm not calling him one, but that's a dick move. <laughs> I'm they, sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's like, come on. So you're the guy who's going to pop the bubble. You've, you've figured it out after decades and decades, and now you're going to bring everyone back to earth. Good job. And the fact is he's ill-informed. He has not done his homework as Chris Mellon has pointed out. Yes. Um, and so um, I, I, my feeling is, what does that do? You're cherry picking stuff. You're not doing any solid research. And it's like a catchy tagline, I guess. Um, mm. It's time, you know, but that's what the, the media does is they'll build something up, build something up. Can't wait. For, is this now the time to kick down the pedestal? Great. I, I'm going to try to get in there before anyone else. Uh, an echo of that was uh, Julian Barnes with the New York Times. Now, the New York Times has changed a little bit. Ralph Blumenthal um, will tell you that. His article on experiencers was going to be coming out, but because there's some new people in there, it wasn't welcomed. And he'd been working on this for a while. And yeah, um, yeah and that was uh, uh, unfortunate. And so, and, and that article um, that Julian Barnes did, um, just for those who don't remember this or have a dartboard that they throw darts at. <laughs> um, I got off on the wrong side of the bed. I think it was on the wrong side of the spaceship this morning, I guess. Yeah. Um, was, yeah. yeah. So, so that one was basically saying that, Oh, the military has said, basically we're wrong that there's 144 cases and we've discovered that it's, you know, there's prosaic answers for all of them. And it's primarily two things, which is, um, space garbage, space trash. Oh yeah, and and the other thing is that it's drones, yeah. And I'm like, okay, cool. And like Chris Mellon says in his article, he says, hey, if it is that, if it's prosaic, if it is, you know, you know, the enemy or whatever, great. Now we know who it is. Let's let's pivot to how we're going to deal with that. Doesn't have to be that, but the whole point is that there's this threat that's out there that that precipitated us. You know, was a prelude to us creating these programs. So Julian Barnes, he he says those two things. Does he say to the, his anonymous, you know, government contact, okay, cool. Can you check the files and show me footage of space debris so we can, can see what that up, looks yeah. like? Yeah, so yeah. we can see what that looks like so we can compare it to other things that we've seen or heard. You, you can't do that? Okay, that can't be classified because there's stuff that comes down all the, the time from, you know, other stuff. That, I mean, there's so much crap up there. I think it's I don't know if it's up to millions now, but it's all categorized, even screws. They know everything that's out there that, that yeah. comes down. So, okay, so can you show me a drone? Show me Chinese drone footage, because if a whole bunch of this stuff is happening and we know that you're shooting and filming this stuff, guys, um, 
Mr. F, you know, 16, 18 pilots. It's, it's and above, it's there. And so my question is, um, did, it, did, did he ask them, do these drones change course on a, on a dime? Yeah. Do they stop on a dime? Yeah. Because the hypersonic technology that I'm aware of, and we've just made some new advances, you know, the, the U.S. Uh, uh, defense has just had some new advances. It goes really fast, but it goes in one direction. Hmm. And so, you know, hypersonic speed, that's great. But these things aren't doing that. And again, you know, the, the other criticism I have, and I'm just throwing it all out, it's a new year, so let's get it all out, <laughs> is um, the crap I hear um, when people are talking about how um, uh, pilots aren't scientists, so how would they really know? Oh, that's ridiculous. I love that one. That's great. Because yeah. then I want to say to the scientist who's saying that, are you a pilot? Yeah. You have how many experience? Are you in Top Gun? You know what Top Gun is, right? Yeah. Oh, you're not. So you don't have. So, okay. Well, that pretty much cancels out your, your opinion because you've got a chalkboard and they have the whole sky. So, mm. and, and rant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, really, that's, that's really a great point. And yeah, that is that it always, it's always funny that they never, they always try to categorize it like that and just, just sweep it all away by proclamation. But it never, it never accounts for the facts of what people have been witnessing for decades. And that could no, in no way ever be a drone or, you know, space junk. It just doesn't behave like that. And, yeah. Yeah. And okay. so if we back up and and to, to what our, our main topic here is, we also have to include two things. One is um, the motivation. Why is this happening now? Well, it's happening because the press mm. and everyone, the footage has come out. And so there's genuine interest. And uh, you have congresspersons who are very concerned about this and under the guise of this possibly being a threat. And it is not possible. It is a threat. Anything that impedes um, a uh, even an exercise by the U.S. government, hmm. um, military, that's a threat. And so, um, you know, people can lose lives uh, in, in a situation where they're not accounting for certain things um, that come in that can outmaneuver the hell out of us. So, so the motivation here, it sounds like, okay, where well, Congress is putting pressure on them, the media is putting pressure um, on things, and, and the media is what kind of dictates everything. Um, and so, uh, so it, it is. A, it's strange that that this is happening, and a lot of people like to say, "Oh, it's disclosure." You know, disclosure. People are getting ready to disclose something. And again, I keep saying, "Why? Why would the government disclose anything? They're not going to disclose anything mm. um, that they don't have to." Um, there's no. Please, you know, write in right now. Comment. Tell me a, a valid reason why the government would want to come out and say. Yes, there's technology that's out there. And I'm not talking about the reverse engineering, you know, um, um, theories and stuff. Just talking mm. about what is the motivation for the government to come out and say, yes, we are dealing with uh, these, these beings and stuff. And by the way, these crafts are so huge. The idea that it's a simple drone. I mean, we send drones to other countries, I'm pretty sure, that are probably about this big. Um, at this point, yeah. why would you need something that big? What's inside of that? And and if this is extraterrestrial, 
or as uh, my buddy Michael Masters uh, <laughs> likes to say, you know, they're from the future, um, which is just as credible. Um, why aren't they getting out and stretching their legs? Are they, you know, why would you just fly over and just do drive-bys? It doesn't, you know, kind of make sense to me. And and the government's not getting into any of that stuff. That's a pretty big rabbit hole to go in. Um, That's right. And if they can't, uh, you know, what, like you just said, we'll get to this question here in a second here. But like you said, what would their incentive be um, that they don't, why would they say, that we really don't know what this technology is that's that we can't that is coming in to our skies we do not know how to protect you from it you know they want to stay away from any of those topics so uh, they don't want to ever have to answer those type of questions i believe yeah but that's confusing they're not no one's been shot shot at you know no no ufo that i know of and i've done a little bit of research into that uh, there was one italian case but that has some holes in it. Um, well, I think it was a helicopter that got supposedly tagged uh, by that, but they're not, you know, this isn't Independence Day. That's not happening. So the threat is that they are basically, you know, showing up, showing off and taking off. <laughs> and mm -hmm. so it's, it's, you know, it, it, yes, it is dangerous and it is a threat and we need to try to understand it even as, and, and they're properly calling it, it's a phenomenon. We need to understand that phenomenon, just like the Northern Lights is a phenomenon. We need to understand that. So that, that makes sense to me. But um, the best we're going to get out of this is more confirmation of them saying, yes, this is happening. Great. And we'll get more footage, right? The mm. ultimate goal is we want to see more footage and we want to see clear footage, please. And we don't want to see three frames. We want to see something longer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I, I mentioned this, I believe, on the last podcast was that of the supposedly i remember you know about a year and a half ago lou elizondo said first on someone's podcast not mine but that we're expecting to see a 23 minute film that shows multiple um objects you know anomalous objects in it and that never usually when lou has said something like that those things have happened but not in this case i haven't heard anything more about that i did ask him the last time he was on the show and uh you know i can't really remember what his uh, final answer to that was but uh like it, it's it'll come along at some point you know there was no definitive right. time but, well yeah you know, i mean you kind of you kind of fantasize and go well what would have happened if lou hadn't resigned hmm. and this was happening <laughs> What, what, who could he have brought as witnesses and what footage could he have been bringing in the inside? Now that, that wonderment, that, that, um, you know, um, wish fulfillment thing doesn't make sense because we're here because that of what Lou did with getting out, you know, the, the, the go fast, you know, uh, footage and the other, um, clips getting that out caused all of this, the ripples of this. So we don't get here without him doing that. Um, right. But if yeah. he had stayed in there and not resigned and, you know, and, and, you know, God knows Lou had his reasons for doing that. Um, you know, I just wonder what would have happened. And is there someone inside who's going to be kind of like a Lou uh, that's, that's uh, still, you know, working for the man, if you will. Um, hmm. Yeah. So um, I don't know. Yeah. Never really thought much about that because Chris Mellon was already out there. 
you know, I, I had interviewed him and a few other people did, uh, and he was out there, but he didn't have any of this information until Lou came forward. Um, but not saying that the gimbal was out there earlier, you yeah. know, uh, a few years earlier, but, uh, some German company or something. I think it was in Germany where that was first released somehow. I don't know how the exact uh, origins. It was, that. but it's kind of like, um, you know, an actor who's been out there working forever and all, and all of a sudden they break. Yeah. Go, oh my God, where this person come from? You know, she or he came from, you know, doing a lot of, you know, work and getting the stuff out there. But mostly it was that it wasn't presented in the best way. It, you know, was talking about that. yourself again, aren't you? Caught me again. I'm such Caught a narcissist. I'm a UFO narcissist. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's leave, uh, read Stephen's question here. What sure. agency distinguishes evidence between unknown and unknown drone tech and something from an off world? Um, yeah, because we had uh, John Ramirez from the CIA. He said that wouldn't be something that they would do. Uh, they were mostly in, into, you know, foreign intelligence. So it would be, would it be the DOD? I mean, I have, I really don't have an idea myself. I don't think there is one. First of all, it's what, what branch? If something happens with the Navy and they're seeing drones, mm -hmm. the first thing they do is they're going to try to determine what this is and whether they refer to the James, I think it's the James book of aeronautic, uh, uh, you know, uh, airplanes and, and, uh, you know, the enemy fighters and stuff, you distinguish, you have to distinguish, you have to identify what is this. If it's none, none of those things, then it becomes this, you know, unknown thing, this UAP. And then at that moment, you know, it's, it's, it's isolated. It's within that department. So Stephen's asking, does it get kicked up at that point? You know, we found something that we've, we've separated it from what we know. Now we're bringing it up to you guys and you guys figure it out. Here is the data that we have. Um, hmm. I think that it's, I don't, and, and then if it goes up there, I think it's just more of the same because it's already been analyzed by the top people in, in their branch. So I don't think that there's a specific division. It's, that sounds kind of smart to be able to have, you know, someone who just breaks it down and says, okay, I look at radar and I distinguish between this and that. I look at, you know, flare footage. I look at, you know, whatever. I wonder if they would shuffle it off to like to say, if it did go in one of the departments, if they would say, Hey, should this go to space force? Should this go to NORAD? Where should this go? You know, that type of, that type of thing. Or, um, you know, I mean, those things have been happening all along. So it makes you wonder where, where these things actually all right. uh, trickle to. Well, let's unpack that. So if it's the Navy and it's the underwater submersible craft um, vehicle, then, then that department probably knows better than DOD what mm. they're seeing. You know, as Mark uh, D'Antonio um, had his own experience on a, on a yeah. sub, I think I call fast runners. Right. Um, that so then you've got that then you have the air and then so if it's in space I'm guessing it would be the you know the space force right mm. so each has their own territory yeah that that may very well be a uh, question to you do you think these UFOs we keep seeing are American technology uh, you kind of said you didn't think so earlier no um, it's not 
this is if this had been going on since 2005, 2004, I would say, oh yeah, there's probably a good chance that the technology is is off grid that we're aware of that is so far out there, you know, like the stealth bomber, but even further. Um, but no, this has been going on for decades, and the Tic Tac is not a unique shape. It's been described forever. If you if you really read down into the the details of the Sacaro, New Mexico, um, case, Lonnie Zamora. He describes it as a tic-tac. He, he, he doesn't say tic-tac, but he describes it as this thing that was laying outside, almost like egg-shaped, oblong. Well, that sounds like a tic-tac to me. And so um, it's, it's, you know, these things have been around for way, way too long, way too long. Um, and I'm not even getting into the, you know, going back and ancient... Um, I'm oh, say, yeah. yeah. I'm not going to say... I'm not going to yeah. say that word. <laughs> but it's it's, you know... It, yeah. So no, the sorry. The question, the answer is no. I do not. I like. Uh, I I kind of like what um, again. I just mentioned his name a minute ago. John Ramirez said, um, but other people have said it too. It's not his own, but that um, maybe they've always been here. They've been here long before us, you know, in in a different form or something. Uh, you know, it's very yeah. possible. Um, you know what? Getting back to. Um, Kelly could question his question. Um, I guess one could say, cause you know, there's a whole, did, have we reversed engineered this technology? Um, it, it, reverse engineering technology of that level is I would imagine, um, uh, I'm not a physicist, but I would imagine it would be impossible, uh, or pretty damn close to it because you're dealing with things that are breaking physics, the laws of physics as we know them. I mean, there's so many levels to reverse engineering, you know, people, it's not just, you know, the, the, the um, nuts and bolts, you know, um, I've had conversations, um, you know, with, um, uh, with Lou about this technology being organic. Um, and um, my light, Would just, your light just go out. Yes. When the lights went out. The in lights Georgia. went out in Georgia. Let me see yeah. if I can get this bad boy back. That's the night the lights went out in Georgia. Yeah. Maybe that's a sign. Oh, yeah. now, I, now I'm in deep shadow. Yeah. Probably the, <laughs> the... Yeah. Hold on one second. I can fix this. Out. Yes. Hold on. Yeah. All right. I'm going to put this, uh, this question up here from Dr. Richard. <laughs> What happened? You're you're falling apart. There goes the screen. Well, anyway, uh, this question from uh, Dr. Richard: If the ETs compel the government cover-ups on threat of severe retaliation, the Congress compels disclosure. What is the government to do? Wow. Yeah, if that ever. We, there, there has, as far as we know, there's never been a threat as of yet. But you're saying if they do, uh, what would, what would the government do? You know, would it be like in those movies? For, uh, what was it, Independence Day, something like that? You know, I don't know. I would think that the uh, world, uh, the governments throughout the world would get together and try to figure something out. Um, I, I don't know what else uh, could be done. Dean, are you having to rebuild your whole studio? 
Dean. <laughs> he, he will be back. Um, so I don't, I don't know how to answer that question because, uh, you know, I would think that you would think that there would be unity between all countries because we would have, just like Reagan said, we would have, you know, this whole threat against us all. I think you, I think uh, Dean's studio completely broke down there. I see. Uh, let me take him uh, out of there. We'll see when he comes back. But um, all right. So I'm going to look through a couple more questions right here. I do think that Dean will probably be coming back. So someone wanted to know, uh, wanted asking Dean if he thinks there's more than one species visiting Earth. Um, so uh, well, I'll, I guess I could give my opinion. Um, I I think I kind of like the the method that it's more than one thing that is happening here. Uh, and Chocolat has talked about that early on. Um, but I and you know he, uh, Dean mentioned earlier about. Uh, Dr. Michael Masters' idea of time travelers, which is also a great theory. There he is. He's back. And so uh, the question is here, do you think there's more than one of species visiting Earth? Oh, boy. Um, it's well, a speculation question, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would say, uh, well, I wanted to get back to the one thing that, the point that we're on before. All right. So my new we'll setup, get back to this question. Yeah. yeah before my new setup took a crap. <laughs> um, so um, we were talking about the technology of reverse engineers. So if the government uh, was able to do that, um, then I, you know, there is an argument that they would have that technology, but again, and this has been stated time and time uh, um, by um, Air Force officials and by Dave Fravor, especially, they would never break it out during an exercise. They yeah. would never pull that because you're putting Americans at risk. And if something, someone were to die and it got out, oh my God, court martial, they don't, they take that, that stuff very, very serious. So, um, I'm still, I've not seen any, any clear evidence that, um, that that That'd has be been our done. technology. That'd be our yeah. technology. Tested upon ourselves. Uh, basically, yeah. yeah, it is way too dangerous because think of all the things that could have happened. They could have fired on them, you know, uh, and that could have turned into a, a mess. You know, the one thing, you know, just staying on this topic in particular, one thing that puzzles me and I've asked uh, people like Kevin Day in the past and a few others that were involved in that is it seems like if these things were showing up on radar and they were out there and, you know, for days it would you would think that there would be uh, more of an engagement to try to figure out what they were instead of just, you know, sending a couple of uh, teams out and, and coming back and getting a little bit of footage here and there. You would think that they would really want to know and would go to the cat point where they showed up, you know, and, and just try to figure out what they were, explore it more because uh, were they a threat or not? You know, yeah. I mean... Well, they but, didn't. They didn't have any weapons with them in this exercise. No, they did not, because they don't want them to be accidentally firing on, yeah. on themselves. Um, friendly fire. 
so I, I think uh, it was more of this is what we have. And, and, you know, Kevin Day will tell you, it was just kind of like, hey, let's just check this out. So that's how that whole thing, you know, kind of played out. Yeah. But it, it does, uh, it does, to me, it just seems like they had an opportunity and why they didn't do some more research at that time. And also, you know, when they were talking, when um, um, Graves was talking about in 2014, like a daily type sightings, you know, I'm, I'm wondering why there wasn't more research done at that point. Like, what are these things? Are they a threat? You know, yeah, they are. I, I don't I don't know if if he's being literal. I still don't know, um, because if these things are happening daily for weeks on end and no one is out there videotaping this, shooting it, that is that makes zero sense to me. Hmm. So what that means is now this law is passed. Are we going to see a bunch of his buddies, people that he knows coming out with footage? Because we know that pilots do take their cell phones up sometimes yeah. and videotape as the UAP task force presented. Someone was video, you know, shooting right. with their camera. Yeah. So, so and that, this that was a very distracting short video that meant really not too much. It was like four frames, six frames. If that, yeah. that was uh, crazy. They presented that. Yeah. I, I mean, think. you can see stuff better on, on, on YouTube. So, um, <laughs> exactly. yeah. I, I do know that, that Jeremy and George Knapp recently said that, that they're going to be um, that some amazing stuff's going to be coming out um, this month in January. Hmm. And, and um, I don't know what, what that means. They were not very specific about it, but and why um, would they, why would they know? Um, because it's, it sounded to me like they've been waiting for this, bill to pass the people who are going to be coming out these, you know, the whistleblowers. I and see. so now that it's passed, now it's going to be, you know, coming out. So I hope that happens. I'll be, you know, be very excited. And, and, you know, uh, George has certainly pulled out stuff beforehand same with Jeremy. So, but this has to, you know, this has to be really, you know, special for me. I'm kind of like, I, I don't want to see any more footage unless it's nuts and bolts close up, I don't want to see dark flare footage moving along that has anyone questioning. I, I really would love to see um, something, you know, shot well where I see details like like UFO witnesses describe. But again, it seems like, you know, a, you know, a lot of people will say, well, that's because the agenda of this is not controlled by humans. It's controlled by whoever has this technology, whether they're future humans or not. They determine when we're going to see what we're going to see. But I think we can all assume that the military has got crystal clear footage. I, I would think so. And, you know, and what would their reason be for holding that back? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, up until now, it's been, we don't want to admit that these things are out there, that they can run mm -hmm. circles around us. And now they're like, yeah, they are out there. We're not going to say that it's something else. We're not going to say it's China and it's Russia. It's not. So I think in a way that, again, that's been the big needle pushing where the needle, you know, went from, you know, you know, um, in, in, you know, trying to get into the red coming up. Maybe it's, you know, I would almost say it's 12 o'clock if I'm going to be an optimist, you know, it's not all the way over, mm -hmm. but it it's, feels like it's kind of halfway there. We've gotten an acknowledgement. Great. Terrific. People mm -hmm. aren't going to be fired over this. Awesome. That's that's a whole sea change of, of, uh, 
of, you know, of a mindset. So I think, you know, it's still a matter of, well, here, here's we a question get? on that. I've had, yeah. I just had John Ramirez on and I said, if you, uh, if you could talk about anything right now openly, would you be able to talk about some things involving the UAP that would make a difference? And he said, yes. One so, thing. and Lou Elizondo <laughs> has said the same thing on not just my show, but other shows. So here's two people that if they have an amnesty situation and they're not going to, whatever it is, lose their pension or, or get fined in some other type of way for breaking the NDA, now is their opportunity is more or less, right? Well, it means that John and Lou are free to go and speak about this. But who do to they speak the, to? to? Exactly. Yeah. Not to us. Not to not us. Not directly to congressmen congresswomen, but to these task forks force. Mm -hmm. And so um, that's what that means. So, so we are going to make its way about to it. us. So they may talk about it, but again, we may not ever be able to know anything. That's yeah. It's really goal. confusing because everyone that at first blush, we were thinking, Oh, this is, this is great. Now anyone can talk about this. They're not going to get sued if they sign, you know, signed uh you know, non-disclosure agreements, terrific, gone. But it still is being filtered by these task force, by Arrow, by yeah. even the, you know, um, uh, UAP task force. So I don't, it, it's, not, it, it's not direct, if you will, got to come up with a better word because it has so much branding, but disclosure, it's not disclosure. It's not going to be until people can directly come out and say, all right, this is what I shot. I just, you know, came back from a mission and I shot this footage, you know? Hmm. And so, you know, I think John, I'm very intrigued by, by what he said. He kind of alluded to what it was. Do you remember that what it had to do with? He didn't he really, uh, no, I didn't catch that or I don't recall exactly what you mean. I thought he was kind of teasing a little bit that I can tell you that it would be about this if I would talk about it, but. I forgot what it was, but it felt like he was, he like he was, he's dying to talk about it. And yeah. You know. And I believe that there was a question came up in chat, like, Hey, when this thing passes, will you talk about it? And I believe he said he would, you know, I'd have to go back and listen to it. But um, here's a question for you meant for you, Dean. Do you think there's more than one species visiting earth? Um. I always say about the UFO phenomenon, um, uh, I believe in none of the above and all of the above. <laughs> <laughs> because, um, you know, uh, I've heard credible experiencers tell me that they've, you know, seen, you know, seven foot tall praying mantis beings. Um, I doubt that they come from the same place that uh, a humanoid would come from. Um, and um, so... I think, I think the chances are that we are having these, you know, the, the extraterrestrial hypothesis is, is probably correct because as we are seeing more and more with the James Webb telescope, um, that, uh, there are other planets like us. Are they going to look like us? Are they going to be humanoid? Or as, um, you know, I interviewed Michio Kalku for my doc series, he said they're most likely to be kind of amphibious you know, to be like lobster people, if anything, because life stems from water more than it does land. 
And so, um, you know, but again, you know, Michael Masters, um, you know, his theory about how we're going to evolve into looking like these gray beans, um, that to me is a front runner. I, I've kind of, you know, it's like if you've got a best list of like your favorite songs or your favorite movies, and then you kind of change the order occasionally every year or whatever. That one is like my number one kind of right now. It seems to make sense and it seems to be the most prosaic um, out of all the things. But they could be from easily from another dimension. That makes sense as well. You know, the idea that they've been here all along. Um, you know, I don't believe in the Anunnaki. I can't even say that right. <laughs> I don't, I don't, you know, Sitchin, uh, Sitchin has, has even said that, you know, he was borrowing and, and, you know, from this or that mythology to create that. Um, so, um, I don't know. I mean, that's a whole, God, that's a deep rabbit hole. Uh, it is. Yeah. yeah. So, but it's, a, you know, the things that there are a lot of things that can't be explained that actually could be explained by uh, interdimensional, you know, how they would come over into the, and I'm talking about ghosts and maybe even Bigfoot or cryptids or something like that, where there's no sign of them in any type of way. Uh, people have talked about uh, UFOs like fading out, out, fading in and fading out, you know, uh, and I'm not saying for sure that I have no idea what these things are. I really don't. At, um, I, I, it's all just speculation. Yeah. At this point. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, it's... until we get our hands on something, and yeah, are really it, able to figure it out, we'll, we, we, none of us will really know. Um, I, I like kind of um, parking um, some of my um, uh, research or interest in the idea that that they're traveling in the astral plane, meaning that, you know, people have said they've seen deceased loved ones on some of these crafts. So if we're talking about that, we're going to entertain that again. I haven't seen anything. Um, yeah, someone uh, was just asking if you've seen a UFO. Someone just posted that question. Yeah, I, I've not. I did see something um, near my home that I videotaped. And again, it would be footage that I would say if someone showed it to me, I'd be, I'd say, God, give me something. <laughs> up close and clean but um um but it, it was a, uh, you know as much as it was weird and my girlfriend and i both saw it and videotaped it it was weird uh it was it was too far away and uh it was just moving very strange and kind of appearing and disappearing but you know there might be some uh, other explanations um you know for it whether it was birds and the sun was hitting them or kite or something except it seemed metallic and again it was making you know sharp turns and stuff but uh yeah anyway um uh that's as close as i've as i've gotten um you know it's funny all my friends are dropping like you know uh, dropping like flies um that that haven't seen them uh you know dave foley has now with jeremy jeremy hadn't seen them now jeremy has seen one um hmm. you know dave foley has seen one uh fox has seen one um, so I'm like last man standing. I'm waiting for my opportunity <laughs> to see one. But I can tell you this, that I've spent, you know, half a decade. Um, and before that was always an armchair, you know, um, uh, uh, researcher. Um, but hardcore for the past five years um, researching this and talking to people who have and, and going to experience or support groups as well. So covering the full spectrum of the phenomenon. And I can tell you that I, I you know, 
after working on crime shows for 20 years, I have a pretty good bullshit meter. And none of these people, you know, sent any alarm or a flag going up. And so, you know, I believe these people, when someone's suffering from PTSD, like an experiencer, you can't fake PTSD. So right away that yeah. passes um, a, a lot of, uh, you know, muster. So, yeah. Dean, thank you so much. I can't believe how quickly the hour went. I really appreciate it. It's always, it's always fun. And, and uh, I'll have you back uh, guest hosting, hosting when I feel like I want to, you know, relax for a week or something. But, uh, <laughs> but anyway, thanks so much for, for your time tonight. Anytime, Martin. Uh, great, great seeing you again. And um, thank you. And, and have a great, awesome new year. And same to all of your uh, you. listeners. That's right. All right. Talk soon, Dean. All right, everyone. So we'll be back next week at the same time. And we'll have Mario Woods on the show. For those of you who missed him last time, he's going to be live this time. And it should be very, very interesting. All right. So uh, again, Happy New Year to everyone. And remember to keep your eyes to this time.